Hello, my name is Ann DeSantis. I'm the director for the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. I want to tell you what's been going on with us since we've been in existence in 2015. The Mercedarian Friars came together and decided that they wanted to start a foundation to make outreach to families in crisis. And that's exactly what they did when the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation came into existence as a nonprofit 501c3 headquartered in Philadelphia. Since that time, I became the director in the beginning of 2018, and we basically have four facets to what we do. We offer prayer, priestly consultations, podcasts and videos, and also programs and events. Now, if you've never been to our website, just to, in to invite you to go to nonatis.org and check out all the great things that we've been doing. Because since that time, since we've been in existence, we've now helped hundreds of families who are going through really challenging times. And as you all know, we went through a really challenging time in 2020. So I'd just like to invite you to go and check out the great things that we're doing. And there's more to come. If you or your church community would like us to come and do some type of an event where we can talk about what we offer in terms of that pastoral accompaniment and making outreach to families in crisis, please do reach out to us. And I'm just so grateful to be able to serve, be able to serve people like you and your families. So again, learn about us at nonatis.org. Thank you. Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Journeys in Faith here on this Friday evening on Fiat Ministry Network. It's my honor to be here because I have an amazing guest. I have Stefan Smart, and he's coming to us from the UK. I'd love to read you his bio before we dig right in there and for him to tell you more about his life, work, and mission. So Stefan Smart is a UK actor who had a big dream to take the greatest of all stories ever told, the Gospel of Mark, and perform it as it was originally intended live in one sitting. Stefan's one-man show, I Am Mark, has proven to be a stunning success all over the UK, selling out and filling up churches, cathedrals, conferences, schools, and now is finally available in the US, and on global TV station, CMAX, which I'm familiar with CMAX. 
Welcome, Stefan. Thanks so much for joining us on Journeys in Faith. Thank you, Anne. I'm really great, grateful to be here. It's lovely to see you again. Yeah, it's lovely to see you again, too, because you've been a guest on my podcast with Bill Snyder, the Sewing Hope podcast, and I've interviewed you before, and I'm just amazed at the wonderful work that you're doing. So do tell us about you and about how you got involved in what you're doing now. Sure. My name is Stefan, as Anne said, and I come from the UK in Southampton, which is uh, right at the south coast. And uh, I've been a school teacher most of my life, but only have just retired. Um, but during that time, I, I remember thinking, how can I um, link my, my, my Christian faith with, with my job a little bit more explicitly? And, and I was a teacher of English and drama. And one of the things I loved doing was actually telling stories to the children who I taught. And it was just amazing just to to, to be in that room and to enable them to kind of go away into another world, a world of the imagination, and to lose track of their normal kind of preoccupations and just dwell in this imaginary world. It was a wonderful experience. And it felt that was a good thing to explore. So after a little bit of um, kind of uh, persuading myself <laughs> to, to take this step, I, I decided that I would learn the whole of Mark's gospel. I didn't learn it, to be fair, all at once, but I learned bits. And, and my, my um, ambition was to tell Mark's gospel as if it was a story being told for the first time, which, of course, is exactly what happened when it was first written. Most people in those days weren't able to read. Uh, instead, there would be a, a, a person, a single person, who would be telling the story orally, and that, that then would be passed um, by others around the country and around the world. So I thought, well, this is like replicating a, an ancient tradition. In fact, as, as, I, um, as I got to read a little bit more about this tradition, it seemed to me that it wasn't simply um, someone reciting the story, but actually acting it out. There was a dramatic in kind of element to it. And that really appealed to me. And so that's what I started doing. Um, I'm not the first person who's ever done that, to be honest, Anne. Um, but it seemed to me to be a good thing to do. Um, firstly, because the story of Mark is, is just amazing. As action-packed as you can possibly imagine it to be. Uh, and of course, it's the greatest story ever told. That's how I like to put it. Um, I think Mark himself thought that. I think the beginning of the gospel tends to suggest that Mark thought this story was really the most important story ever and that we should really pay attention to it. So it was that was a big draw. Um, but also the fact that it was really short, I realised that I didn't have that many lines to learn, as it were, as an actor. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I did. I started learning it and uh, started performing it in bits. And I have, to, I have to tell you, Anne, I was amazed by the reaction. Um, you see, I, I just act all the roles myself. Um, and it's such a, it's an exciting thing to do. But what I was surprised by was how people were kind of visibly moved by this performance, whether they were Christians, whether they weren't uh, Christians or churchgoers at all. It didn't seem to matter. It was just seeing the story come alive for them. Even if they'd read the story many, many times, it was like fresh, it seemed. 
And uh, it wasn't unusual for people to be crying at the end of a performance or, or whatever. And clearly, you know, visibly moved. And I, I, I began to wonder, you know, is this more than me just having a, an experiment? Is this something that God wanted me to do more seriously? What a beautiful story. And, you know, I've heard it more than once. And I know you are so gifted and there's probably people watching from all over the place and thinking, I want to see him perform. And so they might not be able to get out to the UK or maybe see you if you were to visit somewhere. So can you tell us, especially for those who are just tuning in right at this moment, how can they watch your presentations and be more, you know, be a part of it somehow? Yeah, cool. So it's actually, as Anne said, it's actually come out um, on global TV network, CMAX TV. And I can give you the links. Now, let me say before I, I say those, um, that you can get it in various forms. Um, first of all, it is actually the whole gospel, all 16 chapters of it. It's in four parts, so you don't have to watch it all at once. Um, but the, the, the thing that I, I know the guys who helped me do this, those in, in CMAX TV and those in Awakening the Domestic Church, our passion is for people to, to look at this story being enacted in the way that I've described and to show it to their friends and their neighbours, maybe those who, who aren't Christians, maybe those who don't normally go to church. And rather than talking to them about Jesus and about faith, simply letting the story speak for itself and i think that is the most powerful thing about the word of god it does actually speak for itself the story is a, an amazing and powerful thing and, and allowing conversation to develop simply as a response to the story not feeling that you're under any pressure and, and that and that is something i've noticed as i've done it myself live that uh, it's it's not the sort of thing you would accompany with a preach about the gospel uh, what you do and i found it the most effective way forward is to enable people to respond at the end and to say what do you think <laughs> what what is what's your opinion or rather what did you feel that was often the best question to ask and it's amazing what comes up um, and then what happens naturally in conversation as a result is just it's just like gold so um, that's an introduction to the film, actually. And uh, as I say, you can get it in, in various shapes and sizes. Um, the, the place that you might want to start is the CMAX TV website. If you go to imark.cmax.tv, uh, you'll be able to get it straight away there. And you could get it by renting it for as little as five, $5 for a whole month, which is, which is a really good deal, I think. Or you could, you could uh, stream it permanently, access it that way for about $16, or you could subscribe to CMAX TV. And there's a whole wealth of content that is of similar quality. And it's an amazingly uplifting kind of uh, program. So that's, those are three ways, but we've just uh, developed another way, which is you could download the thing for keeps in other words you could keep it forever on your own computer and to do that you need to go to a site called awakeningthedomesticchurch.com and there's a shop on that site and uh, that's where you'll be able to do that and that won't cost you more than about 14 or 15 dollars if you'd like to make a donation that's how we're going to be doing it well i have to say it's all very reasonably priced for what you're getting and uh, i can't recommend it enough because i'm also familiar with cmax tv 
and got to meet the founder at the Catholic Marketing Network conference uh, back a couple months ago, which was beautiful out in Chicago. And so I just congratulate you because, you know, you're doing God's work. You're spreading the gospel. What's more important than that is spreading the gospel. And the mark is the shortest one, but I think it had, it's so power packed with information, with faith, with lessons and with God's love. And so uh, I just thank you for all that you do. Uh, Let's talk for a few minutes, even about your own faith and how that was, um, how it was developed even more when you got involved in what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. Um, I think all of this is wrapped up very much in my own kind of, um, biography, if you will, um, because I've not been a Christian all my life. Um, I, I, I came to Christ at the age of 24 as a student, and it was a dramatic, out of the blue experience of God. I didn't expect I was going to have this, but it happened. And I had no, I had no doubt at that time that God existed. And not only that, he loved me personally, unconditionally, um that's just an amazing thought for me that's the heart of the gospel uh, that each one of us is loved for whatever we've done or whoever we are whatever we feel like about ourselves and it makes no difference god's love is completely unconditional for each one of us and he longs to to just have fellowship be our friend to walk alongside us to teach us uh, to help us to live in a way that's kind of more like his design for the world that's that's the plan and for me that was just out of the blue and and an incredible experience as i say and and why it's wrapped up with mark's gospel is just over a few just a few weeks after that event um i found myself singing carols with some friends who were christians and for the first time in my life this was christmas towards christmas for the first time in my life as i was going around singing carols in the streets outside people's houses as we do in england i don't know if you do that in the states do you do that around christmas time they do yes people do not maybe quite as much in the last couple years with covid and everything but yes yeah so anyway i did this and and for the first time i have to be honest the the words meant something Hmm. they meant because they 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 were real they were true uh describing mary describing the shepherds all of that stuff it was true i knew in my heart it was true and i was so overjoyed that um i remember when the carol singing had finished i went to the local park where i live and i just carried on singing i couldn't stop i was so excited about this newfound faith that i had and then i have to you know i I don't know how long that went on for maybe hours and i think it was about two o'clock in the morning I finally quieted down. I must have looked really strange in the middle of the park, singing at the top of my voice at two o'clock in the morning, but there it was. <laughs> and um, I finally quieted down. And in that moment, there was this sense that God was saying to me, I want you to go and tell people around the world about my love, just in the way you've experienced it. I want you to tell others. And for years, and I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that looked like. How was I going to do that? And I could see that people were in my church and other churches. They were what we would call perhaps evangelists who were clearly gifted in that area. But I didn't, I didn't feel gifted at all. It's only recently that I realized that doing this, what I'm doing with Mark's gospel is what I think God had in mind for me. I, I know 
that to be sure because when I do it, it's almost as if I come alive. It's a thing I, I know I'm made to do it. Um, I'm not a very extrovert sort of guy, believe it or not. Um, so being a, a traditional evangelist probably isn't for me. But doing this, I know it's meant for me. It's like a, a hand fitting a glove. Um, so that's my story of faith. And I think since learning Mark's gospel, since researching it, because I obviously had to study it to, to be able to perform it. I have to tell you, it's just impacted my faith, no end. I mean, even if you just start from a purely theological point of view, I had no idea that Mark was so deep and so rich mm. in meaning. Um, I used to think, even as a Christian for many years, that it was a great story. It was like the biography of Jesus. But now I've read it in more detail. I realized it was much more um, cleverly crafted than that, that Mark had a point that he wanted to prove. And the story illustrates the point. And the point is in the first verse, which says the beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ, the son of God. Now, those words are immensely powerful. They, they contain a sermon in their own right. And the rest of the gospel is illustration of those very sim those very simple words mm. every little bit of it and the more you look into it the more you realize oh that's really clever marked the way he crafted the story he put things together in a certain way to illustrate certain things the main thing he wanted to illustrate was who jesus was who jesus is and why he came and everything points in that direction so that, that's an amazing thing for me is it's made me uh, understand something of what the first century Christian believers were, were facing when they were considering this whole thing that was happening, this explosion of faith. Um, but also, as you know, the Bible is immensely powerful on all sorts of levels. And for me, even as I rehearse it, even as I perform it, it's hitting me on uh, an emotional level as well, where you sense God speaking to you. Um, there's so many examples of that. Um, I remember one when I was rehearsing once and I was um, just rehearsing the part in the gospel where Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist. And in that bit, I don't know if you remember, it says um, the spirit came upon Jesus and Jesus heard a voice saying, you are my beloved son um, and you are well pleased. And mm. I, I rehearsed that and I couldn't help it. Something hit me when I heard those words again, spoken from my own mouth, admittedly, but it was, it felt like God's voice, God's words for me. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. It was just out of the blue again. Mm. And actually that's the message of the gospel for all of us. We are God's beloved sons and daughters. <laughs> mm -hmm. We are those in whom he is well pleased. We may not feel it on days. We may feel we're the worst possible example of humanity. But actually, his vision of us is different. Mm, so beautiful. You know, you're making me want to read that gospel again and, and watch what you've done and, and really analyze it, make it part of me. And uh, I suggest that to everyone who's watching as well, because 
you know, the Bible and, and learning the Bible and thinking and meditating on it really helps us to grow so much. And knowing how much God is pleased with us for whatever our gifts and talents are. I want to thank you for your beautiful gifts and talents. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Now we do have to take a short break, but we will be back for the end of the show. So join us here on Journeys in Faith in just a few minutes. Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Welcome back to Journeys in Faith. Thank you so much for joining us again. And we have, as, as you know, Stefan Smart. He is the founder of I Am Mark. Uh, and so for the people who are just tuning in now, can you just give us a little bit of um, information about what you do for those who are just uh, tuning in? Yeah, sure. I, I, I've learned the whole gospel of Mark uh, by heart and I perform it as mm -hmm. I think the original storytellers who performed this gospel used to do. Um, going around the country, going around the world, and um, and illustrating the stories of Jesus in a world in a way that's creative, in a way that's live and fresh. It's not a reading. It's not a recital. It's not a book you you look at. It's actually a story that comes alive in front of you. Um, so that's what I do, and uh, I've done that now, on and off for about eight or nine years, but really seriously for the last five. Yeah, I didn't realize it was for that that many years. So that that's amazing as well. And I, I know you mentioned at the beginning of the show that you're also a school teacher. So can you tell us a little bit about that part of your life as well? So I know I know that you've learned so much about people, so much about your faith and other people's faith, and and even the fact that now those people that you worked with in the teaching world know what you're doing now. I'm sure a lot of them do. Um, yeah. What has that experience been like for you as well, that they see that you're going another step forward in faith? Sure. Um, that's a really good question. I, I'm actually no longer a school teacher. So um, a few months ago, back in December last year, I decided to take the plunge and retire from school teaching so I can devote all my energies to this and uh, as well as doing some spiritual direction on the side. Um, but I think yeah, my experience of school teaching, I'm not sure it's um, typical. I, I went to a school, uh, um, a private school. I'm not sure what you would call them in the States. Um, it's a school where the parents pay for their education. Mm -hmm. Private. Private school, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a secondary co-educational school. And I think there, there, is, there is a Christian kind of um, background, foundation to the school. But I think a lot of people in that school quite kind of 
not antagonistic, but skeptical, I would say. And so it was very interesting when I started doing this in, 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 and still working as a school teacher, what the reactions were. Um, I would say there are some staff who are really interested and follow me, whether they happen to be believers or not. Others who are more skeptical and keep their distance. But what was most interesting and the bit that's really warmed my heart, and I still think about it with great joy, is when I finally plucked up the courage to actually perform a section of this in front of the school itself, the, the children, the students. Um, so in our school, um, it used to be my school, but you know, it's still very much uh, part of me. So I use the present tense. In our school, we have an assembly twice a week, a whole school assembly, that's 900 people altogether. And um, we're talking about 11 through to 18 year olds, plus all the staff. We're all packed into this hall. And I decided one day uh, that what I would do is perform chapter 15 of Mark's gospel, which for those who know the gospel well, is of course the crucifixion scene. And it's incredibly, it's incredibly powerful. I would say it's the most powerful part. It's the most heartrending. Um, it's difficult to watch, I think, actually. And I, I did this, uh, and for the first time, no one, no one knew this is what I was up to. No one knew. Most of the people who saw this didn't know. One of their own teachers was doing something a little bit extraordinary, actually, different to what you'd expect a teacher to do. Yeah. And um, not that many knew that I was a Christian, I guess, either. But there I was, performing the role. <laughs> I, I was aware and of demand if an audience is with me or not. And, and in this case, it was clearly evident. You, it's really hard to describe it, but you know, the sense of connection is there, that they are following every single word. And they're looking as almost caught up, rather like I described earlier, caught up in an imaginary world. And this is what happened in my case, but what was most interesting was uh, the evidence of that. I saw some objective evidence of that because a, a friend of mine had gone up into the gallery right at the top and had put a video camera there to film the performance. And his film showed the audience. And as I moved across the stage from one side of the stage to another, as I, I tend to do, everyone in the audience's faces was going in a sweep like a tennis match, backwards and mm. forwards. And normally in an assembly, a lot of the children don't pay attention at all. I'll be honest. <laughs> They're yeah. there on suffering. They'd rather not be there, frankly. But in this case, backwards and forwards. Obviously they were, you know, the transfixed would be the word. And as I walked out of that assembly, um, I remember a couple of reactions. Uh, a colleague of mine who's not a churchgoer saying, Mr. Smart, that's unbelievable. And another colleague rushed out as I left the, the auditorium. He rushed out to follow me and he said, pins and needles, pins and needles, it's, it's all over me. It's such an amazing reaction. So yeah, that, that was a great experience. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for the way that you described that. I feel like I was like right in there in the audience <laughs> with everyone else. But I agree with you what you said that the fact that it captured their attention 
uh, those students' attention really says a lot. Yeah. Uh, now, tell us what's going on for you the rest of this year in 2022. Is there anything that we should keep an eye on for what's going on in, in your life and in your mission? Yeah, there's, there's, it's been a slow start, I must say, since I retired in December last year, but because of COVID and so forth. But mm -hmm. things are picking up now. So if any of the guys who are watching uh, are disposed to pray, I'd really be grateful for your prayers because my, my, my passion, my vision is to tell this story as much as possible, uh, of as many places as possible. I don't actually care where I say it. It could be a marketplace. It could be a church hall. It could be a huge auditorium. Uh, my, my, my vision is just to go wherever there's a space that I can tell this story. Uh, and so as COVID has become less and less an issue here in the UK, um, so there's been some things opening up now. Uh, I'm also glad to say that a, a good friend of mine has become my manager. He's, he's got a large amount of experience in, uh, in, in helping artists, Christian artists, both in the musical world and the theatrical world. And um, he's for a temporary time, uh, not permanently, for a small amount of time, he's decided he wants to come on board and help me out. So I'm really excited about the future. So I've got some performances booked, um, but hopefully with his help, um, that will increase um, exponentially. At least I hope so. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. Now, do you think that you'll ever make a visit to the United States? Because I would love to, to see you perform in person and meet you too in person. That would be lovely. And I would love to meet you. I, you know, I would absolutely adore the idea of coming to the States. Essentially, that was what the film was originally going to be, the film I mentioned from CMAX. Before COVID happened, the idea was I was going to fly over to the States and actually perform live in front of a real audience. The film, unfortunately, well, it's still good. I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's not with an audience. Um, but it's still an opportunity to watch the film. But in the original idea, I was going to fly over and, uh, you know, to be in front of a live audience in the States is, is like a dream for me. If I mm. could do that again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if anyone out there thinks that that might be a good thing to do, put on the, in their church, I'd be very interested to talk to you. Oh, wow. Well, maybe you and I should talk too, because <laughs> might just might have some interest here in the Philadelphia area where I'm from. Unfortunately, we do have to end the show, but I wondered as we end, if you had any words of advice to those who are struggling with their faith. Sure. I, I would say this. The story of Mark is my kind of lead in, as in much of what I've said so far. And the main thing about the story of Mark, I think, I think that captures people's imagination most of all, is the character of Jesus. And I think for you, if you're struggling in your faith, and I think we all struggle in, in our faith from time to time, is to remember that what, we, what we're dealing with here isn't a whole series of um, beliefs or doctrines. Actually, in the end, it's about your relationship with this man, this person, Jesus. And if you remember what I said earlier about his attitude to you, his attitude is one of unconditional regard. Like he's the best therapist ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Therapists have the, the kind of their ambition is to have this sense of unconditional positive regard. But they're human beings. They can't do it perfectly. He, he can actually. And he's available. Um, that's what the message of the gospel is all about. He's, he's alive already. He's, he's, he's not just, he didn't just die on a cross. He rose again and he's alive by his spirit. He's available. And it's just a, a prayer away. He's just a prayer away. Uh, just a prayer away. Just a prayer away. 
And even if you don't feel like, you know, prayer is not always easy. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you don't feel like you're doing anything particularly meaningful. Sometimes you think, I'm just speaking to myself. But I would just encourage you to keep going. You know, he really is on the other end. I love how you describe that because it's a relationship with a real person who cares about every detail of your life. And so I just want to thank you for all you do. And I hope that you can come back again here on Journeys in Faith sometime so we can keep up with what's going on in your life and, and with the work that you're doing. And I want to invite everybody to connect with you on all the social media platforms. I know that it's simply I and then underscore M underscore Mark. If you look that up on all the different like Instagram and, and um, Twitter, and I know on, on YouTube as well. Yeah. So, um, quite, just to correct you briefly, it's, it's, sure. I, it's I am, and then it's a hyphen. I don't know what you'd call that in the States. Um, I am hyphen mark.com. Okay. But, oh, good. Thank you for correcting that. We need that for people to know the right place to find it. <laughs> so again, thank you all for being here on my show, Journeys in Faith, here on Fiat Ministry Network. I thank our producer as well, Kent Kalhoski. And we will see you all next time here next Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. God bless. Thank you. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis.